0: Welcome to the one-to-one. I'm your host, M. Branson. My guest for session number eight is Christina Flynn. She can be found on Twitter at Flynn Christina. That's Christina with a K. I'll be sure to drop the link in the show notes. Christina is an entrepreneur, a mental health advocate, and an NFT collector working to increase diversity in the space. I'm so happy to have Christina on today. Let's go. Welcome everybody in. This is the one-to-one. It's a bi-weekly interview series that I host here in Twitter Spaces, and um, it's just my opportunity to to really chat with the women in the space and the nine nine non-binary. I'm a little nervous this morning. You're right. I got you. Normally I'm more chill with this, but I don't know. You got me all got me all nervous. Let's be real. Yeah, the women and the non-binary artists and collectors in the NFT space, I'm very, very interested in creating a platform and a stage where we can hear more about people um, without the, it's good to have big spaces, but without the chaos that comes with big spaces. So I really want to shine the light on people as we go. And today, Christina, uh, I'm so happy to have you here. You're somebody that's just really struck a chord uh, for me, at least. I won't speak for everyone. for me in the space you can speak
1: for everyone i think i've done it for
0: everyone (laughs) you have and
1: absolutely everyone you bring
0: that you bring that and this is it's so i love it i love the vibe you're bringing to to everybody and everything so welcome and um if i didn't introduce myself i'm m branson i go by m and branson either work my pronouns are she her and as we already heard i'm in portland oregon so christina can you please introduce us um anything you'd like to share top of mind and tell us your pronouns
1: yeah, sure. So, Christina Flynn is my name. Pronouns are she/her, and I am located in Toronto. What up, Sasha? I see you. Um yeah, I think um you and I got connected. I don't even know in my journey here, but it was relatively early. I feel so fucking weird even saying that because like that was like, you know, in context probably like 2 weeks ago. Um but yeah, we got connected and I think there's just What happens so often in this space, what I hear from other folks is that you just immediately meet some people and you're like, yeah, you're my homies. You're you're my homies. So thank you for having me on your show, especially during a time where like you're are you still mid drop or you're almost done?
0: Oh gosh, uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for pointing that out. Um, that's probably part of my nerves today. Yeah, I'm fried. I don't know why I chose to do a drop at the same time as a chat, as a spaces. I, I was, <laughs> Seems like a good idea. I like to push myself, so I was like, mm-hmm. let's go for it. Um, yes, yeah, so I am a I'm, I'm mid drop. There's a couple hours left on a, a rareable auction for my Lightseekers series. So, yeah, if anybody wants to check those out, it's in my pinned tweet. And um, thanks, Christina, for the
1: which is fire, badge. super uh, super unique, super like. I don't know. It just, I told you, I, I, you were one of, one of my first pieces that I collected that wasn't a PFP. What up, Omer? I see you. Um, <laughs> and yeah. And like, I just, I, I felt like your work like spoke to me in this like very, um, interesting moment in my life and in my career of like this push and pull. And, um, yeah, it's so intriguing to me what's possible when uh when we're just like being ourselves and when we allow ourselves to be open-minded about pieces specifically like um I just think it's a beautiful thing so I'm glad that you're seeing so much success already and we're giving you good vibes for the drop
0: thank you so much I really I really appreciate that it's it's huge and when you wrote you reached out to me and uh he wrote me and said all of that and a really really concise beautiful message I was I was totally blown away. And that's the type of of thing I think as an artist that, you know, is even better than, to me, it's better than money. You know, people vibing and resonating with your art is the best compliment, highest form. So thanks for that. And thanks for bringing it here. I love it. So good. Um, We have Adam on the stage. Adam, if you don't mind, I'm going to hold speakers till the end. I'll run people kind of through this. We do a bit of a guided chat for well, I don't know, 30-ish minutes, and then I, I like to leave a good amount of time at the end for Q&A if that's, if that's good with everybody, um, just to shine the light on Christina here. I'm going to pass the light to you, get it off of me, but thanks for thanks for that nod. Um, so let's get into it. One of the first questions I always ask every guest, because I love beverages, and I would love to meet you in person and buy you one if we were in person Damn today. Right. Yeah, I mean, Damn right any do. beverage any any drink and I say beverage because you know that's that's a big world of liquids what up
1: Todd what up Todd yeah so it I think it depends so I am also a lover of beverages if I have had a good night out and I am hungover and I'm out to brunch then you will see a swath of beverages <laughs> at my table I need them all at once whether that so if I'm doing coffee a want Americano with almond milk, lots of almond milk, probably more than you think is necessary and cinnamon. So that's like my, that's like my everyday, like I have an everyday Americano and then I'm like straight up mom with it and I'll drink the whole, like the entire day. Like I'll microwave it multiple times. I'll totally ruin the taste and like just do whatever I have to do with it. So that's my morning. That's like my daytime every time. So you're a if coffee I'm...
0: purist is what I'm hearing.
1: Uh, exactly. Yes. Yes. There's, um, there's a beautiful, what a roller. There's a beautiful coffee place in, uh, in Canada that some of you might know. It's known as Tim Hortons. It's like the shittiest of shit coffee, oh, yeah. but it's the one that everyone gets. Um, and basically I, I like to see if I can make through multiple microwaves. I'd like to see if I can make my coffee shittier than that. It's a vehicle. It's a vehicle for the caffeine. Um, so then, if I'm hungover, I want that. Also, I drink spicy water, soda water all day long. So I got a soda stream. I should be an ambassador for them. <laughs> and I carry around my one liter bottle of uh, soda stream all day, every day, because I don't like regular water. Very weird. Doesn't make sense, but I don't like it. But in this world, we talk about hydration all the time. Yeah. So that's how I get hydration. So those are my two everyday. If I'm hungover, I want um like a like a iced tea, but not American iced tea. Like I guess you guys would call it like sweet tea. I want something without bubbles. It's like flat, yeah. And maybe a G two because you know I got to watch that figure. You know you watch the figure you can't have the full sugar. And then um if I'm out on an evening. I'm gonna start. I, you did not expect this kind of no, answer.
0: No, I'm I'm loving it. This is the best answer I've gotten. You really prepared, so please so, keep flying. That's good.
1: Then, then, if I'm out on an evening, I'm gonna start first. I'm gonna ask the the server or the bartender, "Do you make a good old fashioned?" And I will be able to tell immediately if they agree that it's <laughs> a good one or a shit one. Some, if they work there and are not invested in it, they'll say no run run away now (laughs) and others they're kind of like insulted that i would even ask them if they make a good old-fashioned because they got like you know that portland beard and like a sleeve tattoo and all that kind of shit so i'll do that first and then if i'm doing dinner i'll do like a white wine like a sauv blanc from new zealand into that um and then if like it's gonna be a dirty night i'm gonna go gin and soda i'm gonna go gin and soda all right Gin. you're welcome Wow. to start like that yeah you're
0: welcome i'm blown away if anybody wonders i'm on the floor i'm just trying to keep up uh, this is um this is beautiful There's multiple
1: beverages <laughs> you have to buy me when i come to portland well
0: it's gonna be, start saving them pennies yeah it's gonna be a whole day and we're gonna we're gonna do it we'll start Which with the, the brunch table and yeah i will take you to that bar with that bearded sleeve tattooed
1: oh my god i know i know that stanky person in Portland. yeah yep. what do you think his name is
0: um you know come on probably like roberto
1: roberto Mm, i disagree roberto doesn't have a beard rico yeah like
0: hmm, gary i'm going with gary
1: like an old man name but on a young dude and then it's cool
0: no i got it it's will it's probably just will with one l
1: his mom calls him william but he just goes by will
0: if anybody in this room is named any of those things, I'm sorry. And please don't, please don't. I'm DM also going to
1: apologize in advance for this conversation because you know,
0: and I'm not even high. I yeah, don't, I don't even
1: smoke weed. So this is just me. You're getting me in
0: all my beauty. It's perfect. And in my, my recordings, I do record this. I, I, oh, shit, I think I forgot to say that. That's okay. Oh, but um, God. I don't they, even care. This is
1: me. They already, I'm living my true
0: authentic self. That's good. They get an explicit rating already. So I think I, it's, Please let him, I don't know how many times I said the old F and the last one. So so
1: promise me this. If I go down, like say I go down and like, you know, I'm not here tomorrow. (laughs) You need to bring this to my wifey and Mm -hmm. say, she's asked me that you play this at her funeral.
0: This, this is what you want.
1: This exact, because I think this is me, you know, and people uh, like, I think. People will laugh, and they'll have like that little smirk inside the side of their smile, and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, this was her. This is what she would have wanted.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yep. I love it. We got some new people in the room, too. Hi, Drew. Hi, Rodrigo. Um, What's up, y'all? We just lost Rodrigo, but hi. Uh, welcome, everybody. We have just gone through the beverage portion of the conversation. If you missed it, you'll want to listen to that re- recording uh, playback. Um, Please. Okay. So let's get into the space. I want to talk about how you identify yourself in this space not that you know labels are everything but I think people really divvy themselves up in this artist collector category do either of those resonate with you do you hardline? Yeah,
1: say so it's an interesting question because the label thing is like super real in this space mm-hmm. and I fit. I wouldn't say I identify but I fit under the bucket of collector um I just feel like super hoity-toity and douchey even saying that is my problem with that label, but I think that's the best way. It's kind of like, you know, I'm a lesbian, but like if we really got into the nitty-gritty, like I I go both ways. You know, I've dated men. I've done that thing, but it's just easier versus being like, you know... I um, it's a spectrum sexuality is and you know I have dated men and I and I've been in love with men and who knows if I wasn't married to a woman so it's kind of like the same thing like it's a spectrum I think but collector is just easier so that people understand it
0: 100% yeah that's um I, it resonates so much right and labels are something that I think that I've written about this a little bit too like it's a trap. It can be a trap. Um, I really do bring up the spectrum conversation. So I'm that person. I'll be hoity toity in the conversation. I don't care. But yeah, I think we all land on the spectrum. It's okay to to slide along. Yeah. It, and I think know? it
1: depends. It's like, you know, uh, who are you are going to have that conversation with? Sometimes I don't yeah. want to have it with the Uber driver, you know, <laughs> and sometimes I'm just tired and I don't want to go yeah. there. But like sometimes if you're at a bar and like uh, some douchebag wants to ask you questions, like, sure, let's go. What do mm-hmm. you want to know? Let's have that discussion.
0: Yeah. No, I feel you. Or if you're just going through a security check at an international airport, and you don't want to be called sir again. <laughs> yes. Oh, that doesn't let's happen to have me at a teachable all.
1: Teachable moment here. Let's have a teachable moment.
0: Oh gosh, we could. We'll save that for our uh, our Portland Toronto uh, beverage days. So yes, it'll it. be a fun story for later. <laughs>
1: Long story short, I would, I believe that the label of collector fits me, douchey okay. or
0: No, it's not douchey. We need collectors in the space to make it go, right? That's so own it. Yeah. I think it's get my perspective, great. Right? Like
1: you get my perspective of being like, I'm a collector. Like it just feels a bit weird to me.
0: I, I mean, that's fair. And as, as an artist who only really in the last year has felt confident enough to say I'm an artist, I totally get it. It feels very Twenty. I'm an autist. Oh. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. I get it. So thank you. Thanks for that real answer. So did you collect art before NFTs? Collect anything? No, I didn't.
1: Yeah. No. Um collect anything. Yes. When I was a child, I collected keychains and I still have them. And I wouldn't recommend it to anyone because but the fun thing is like you get a keychain and then you just keep building this big, 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 big ball of keychains. Mm-hmm. So I still have that in my possession. Um, I, I I don't think I collected really anything else. I wasn't, I've always been into art. I was like a creative kid and I was artsy as a child. Um, and then like did it through high school and did like a lot of learning and a lot of courses and stuff on it. And then just kind of, I think I did what a lot of people do in this world, which is like, you don't feel like you have permission to be an artist. Um, so it wasn't even... It wasn't even something that crossed my mind, really, um, that I would even do it. It was just sort of like, yeah, there's no money in that. So I should, you know, go into pro sport where there's money. No, I'm just kidding. There's no money in pro sport either. No matter where I worked, there was no money. Um, so, yeah, I think I had a bit. I think why I felt safe in this place is because it it allows me to express like some of that creative uh, energy that I've had for a very long time, but I've never really felt comfortable expressing or never really felt like I had the permission to. Um, And it just feels really safe. And I just really respond to beauty, like in whatever form. I'm probably the worst collector because I think everything is beautiful. Um, But also probably for artists in the room, the best thing.
0: I put up a hundred because it is the best thing. You know, this space is so subjective. Creativity is so subjective. And the fact that you say that you have studied art in many forms, taken classes, creative classes, you know, I had a sneaking suspicion that when you are saying you're a collector and not an artist, like, that you probably still had that underlying you. I have a theory that every human is creative. It's just how much you tap into it or acknowledge it or want to resonate with it, right? Um, yeah, but yeah, that's so that's so good to hear. And but the
1: permission yeah. is a big part too, right? Like, yeah. so many of us were raised by parents or family. Like my parents were incredibly supportive, and yet, had I said I want to be an artist, they probably still wouldn't have been all that happy about it. And like context, I'm 38, and so, uh, but I think everyone up until this point, the hope is that like young kids now, and we're seeing it in this space. Particularly, um, young kids now are not going to hopefully have to experience that kind of stigma around it, but it, it wasn't an option. Like there was no avenue for you to actually be. Um, creative for a living, hence the whole starving artist stereotype in the first place, right? So I think the the permission of it, um, acceptance of the fact that you might have any sort of these gifts and willingness to explore what those are and what that looks like, and then just like the acceptance of giving yourself permission to actually explore that and the privilege in, in some cases as well.
0: Yep, yep, definitely. I mean, and would your parents have you said you wanted to go into pro sport? Have been, you know, was there? Oh, so,
1: a- yeah, yeah, no. My my goal was like I wanted to be a lawyer, and so I took like criminal justice, public policy in school, mm-hmm. um, in college, and then did the whole like studying for LSATs and worked at a couple law firms where I thought I wanted to be and work, and and just kind of got there and said wow, like I don't, I love law, but I don't love the idea of working in a corporate law firm. It just didn't feel like I could be myself. Um, And so I went back to school, I did a postgrad in public relations. And then that's how I got into pro sport, just doing an internship with the, with the Raptors. So it had I, said I mean everyone knew I grew up playing basketball obsessed with basketball so it, it made a lot of sense that I would be there but also people don't know that you don't get paid any money like whatsoever in in uh, working in the NBA or pro leagues in general like I think my first contract ever was like 23000 a year working like 16-18 hours um, a week so they supported me when it actually happened because it's sexy um, but yeah I, I don't think they would have They like the lawyer route. Let's just say
0: that. Got it. No way. I
1: didn't know that. Like, you don't get paid well there. I always thought they make a lot of money, but they don't pay the people.
0: Yeah, and it honestly doesn't surprise me too much. Um, but yeah, thanks for going into that. That's good. I want to also remind anybody on the stage this is being recorded. I have to say that out loud because I do publish this to the internets. So if you jump in or speak, um, you're opting into that. Apologies that. That wasn't said for some Some who joined the stage. Don't not scare you away. Please stay. And we'll do a Q&A um, in a few. So please stay and you are welcome to jump in. Um, yeah, so the lawyer route. I didn't expect that, but I'm not surprised if that makes any sense. Um, you have a, a very whip-smart nature about you. The things that you care about seem to be communicating about in the space align with that. So, um, yeah, is there anything in in that realm with nfts that you're running down you know does that lawyer um legality thread run through why you're here what you're interested in
1: no i don't think so i think um if i look at i think just social justice in general which can so easily be tied to to law, whether that's the absence of it, um, or the or the push towards it. There seems to be like two dichotomies there. But I think for me, like after I worked in Pro Sport, so my ability to be in Pro Sport was was beautiful because it got me to um just experience this relationship. So my role was kind of the conduit between business operations and basketball operations for the team. And so anything from a business side of things, whether that was marketing, consumer products, ticketing kind of came through me and my team and then we would bring it to the to the actual team themselves and the one thing that really kind of just got me really excited about the whole thing was um, like the philanthropy side of things so building the philanthropic strategies of the players Uh, we're in Canada and Toronto so most of the players throughout my years we never from here. So it was kind of like, you know, sitting down and speaking with them and saying, you're from Philly, what are you doing in Philly right now? Um, what are the things that you care about? What are the communities that you care about? Learning about those and then creating those connections in the local and Toronto community for them. Um, and so from there, I just sort of realized on the one side, I've got all of these business um, departments coming to me with metrics on metrics on metrics of every fan what they've spent in the last you know six days what gates did they go in game to game what did they buy and then on the other side when you look at like philanthropy and the work that these community organizations are doing um, they could barely tell me the names and emails of the people that they were serving And so that kind of led me to wanting to explore the community side of things and also the data side of things. And, you know, this idea of how can you simplify data collection for nonprofits in general. Um, And I started a company from there and I did that for a number of different years. But I think that's kind of what has guided what I'm trying to do in this space. I guess I think we have all a really unique and beautiful value to add to this space. And I think The best thing about it is that everything's transferable. Like, I believe that when you look at this technology, there is a use case for anything. And this is one particular use case with art um, that seems to resonate with people, but we're going to see the expansion of so many different use cases that literally, no matter what your background is or was, you will be able to come to this space and find a place here and find something that you can bring and value you can offer. So I think that's kind of what's guided what I'm trying to do here a little bit more um, than anything else. And I think so often
2: people are forgetting that that like it's so much more than just NFTs to that.
0: One hundred percent, yeah the the multiple case the multiple case study approach and the the intricacies of how this is spreading out and how many people are coming in and Christina you highlight so well the background the the multi varied background of everybody coming to the space like the art music, uh, entertainment you know, and in NBA, Top Shot, all of that is very much gaming. It's tied to how we enjoy our lives, right? And how we spend it with each other. But that's just going to trickle out, expand, and probably rapid fire in ways that we can't even predict. But to your point, yeah, if you're here now and you have your your hand in a different career or you're developed in multiple different ways, the ability to connect and see... uh the future you know all of the trend setting all of the futures that are coming forward um the better off you're going to be and able to jump on those possibilities sooner i'm excited to be here for that reason i mean absolutely in the art and design space right like you're coming from yeah the pr community networking aspect of it oh my god just so many things. just the
1: translation right like at the end of the day we're all here. I mean, I tweeted it this morning. It's so easy when you come into these rooms and you hear just some of the intellect that's on the other end of, of the phone. And particularly when people are talking about the technology side of things, but also those, especially those collectors that have been in it a long time, you can easily get overwhelmed and you can easily feel like you don't belong. And I think just putting context to the fact that if we're here and if this is the the catalytic moment that we're going to see in technology, but also in history, in terms of um, this revolution of Web3, then literally everything we know, every single individual, um, every single piece of information that you're learning every single day, you know more than 99.9% of the world. And we get lost in this fact that we don't necessarily have anything to add. But I really just want to contextualize to people that that's how early we are. So anything you're learning is above and beyond what such a large extended majority of the entire world even knows about, which means that we have this beautiful opportunity here. And then hopefully the goal is to become translators for our own communities. And so many people are doing that already so well. Um, But yeah, I see it as a bit of a responsibility. I feel privileged and grateful to be at a point in my life where I can be here and I have the flexibility to try to find my way here because many don't. Um, It's just not feasible for them. And because I'm grateful, then I see it as my responsibility to then bring this information back to onboard as many people in my communities as I possibly can, just because not everyone's going to appeal to everyone. Some that appeal to me um, or some that I appeal to and the way that I say things um, won't appeal to other people. And so I think that's just the unique value that we all bring to the space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful value proposition, you know, and it kind of, it really does dovetail into this. I'm curious about your approach to collecting too. Um, and it comes through and you you have a, a strong passion about you, the diversity of the space and equity inclusion of the space, bringing those communities in all of us speaking to our people and our tribes and bringing them all together. Um, I feel like I see that coming through in your approach to collecting. Would you agree? Would you disagree? Yeah,
1: I wouldn't agree at the very onset. I think when I came into the space, um, it was by way of Gary V and V Be friends, because as an entrepreneur, um, his message and the way that he spoke really resonated with me. So I've been following him for a long time. And when he just when he started talking about NFTs, I didn't I quite frankly, I didn't really get it. But I heard this one episode of him on Um, he was on Kevin Rose's, I think it was called modern finance. And he was speaking about it for whatever reason in that moment, the way that he described it, it just clicked. And it made all the sense in the world to me. And I remember just like, taking off my headphones going, I'm very um, energetic, I'm sure as you can all tell, I'm a bit intense. (laughs) And I went over to my wife and like shook her and was like, Oh, my God, like, this is fucking nuts. And this is it. Like, this is exactly where I need to be. I don't know where I belong, but I know I belong. And so she's like, yeah, yeah, go, go, go ahead. (laughs) Another thing, another thing (laughs) with my ADHD self, but um, it, it just clicked. It just clicked to me. And so I just kind of, I really went into it because I have ADHD. I have the benefit of hyper focus. And when something does click to me, it really, really hits. And so I became obsessed. Um, unlike a lot of people in here, I became obsessed, I just took in all the information I could possibly take in and educated myself at every moment that I possibly could. Um, and so I wasn't intentional at the beginning, VFriends friends was my first investment. And in that in this community, but it was my first investment ever in life. And so I was very methodical about it, but then I just kind of like went and I started buying PFPs and I just kind of realized, I don't know at what point in time, I guess I could look at that pin tweet that I have, but at one point in time, I just realized like the things that I care about in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, can easily extend to the way that I operate in this space, what I talk about, but also easily extend to the way that I collect in this space. Like I can't sit here and say that I care about diversifying the space. And yet I'm only collecting from PFP projects that are dominantly run by white cis men. And so I think it just kind of hit me really hard in that moment that I wasn't being intentional about who I was collecting from and the artists I was collecting from. And so from that point forward, um, I really just said, I, I put it out on Twitter and I just said, I want to know who these people are. Um, and I would love for the community to kind of share that information. And since then, I've been developing like these Twitter lists that are of both uh, Web3 women and then diverse NFT creators and. Um, to hopefully I kind of share them with anyone at any opportunity that I can get so that other folks who are asking in the space have kind of a, a direct link to who those folks are. And then I've just been really intentional about who I'm buying from, making sure that it represents my values in the space and, and ensuring that my collection um, showcases all the beautiful talent that I see and I talk about.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. Can we pin those lists also if you have them handy? Um I can go dig for them too, but if you Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure I can just no me- no rush or distraction. I don't mean to, you know, make you work too hard, but I I realized like, man, yeah, bullshit. we got to we got to have those is up. This Just kidding. We got to have those up for people to uh, jump into follow cuz they are they're brilliant. You know, I think you you tagged me in a post where you first put them out. Um and I was just like, Oh, yeah. And there are a handful of lists. There's been quite a few, you know, women in the space. Um, but the the one that really stood out to me, your Web3 creators, that's, that's awesome. It's such a great lens to put on this. It goes back to what we were talking about too, where we've got uh, so many different disciplines coming together, great minds, people from all over the world uh, with different backgrounds flooding in and coming together at a moment to just create something new, um, based on where we've come from, of course, but it's just such a cool, a cool thing. And you're doing a great job of highlighting, curating, bringing people together. Um, you've connected and networked me with so many people just through how you work in the Twitter sphere, you know, not even in discord or any of those other, uh, worlds. So hats off to you. Just want to congratulate your efforts there. Cause they're huge. And anybody who's listening check out what Christine is doing, check that pinned tweet, uh, hang out in her list, follow them because they're, they're gold. So thank you for doing the sure. digging. I know I distracted you there. Um, I am curious, we talked a bit about how you found your way to NFTs um, and what you are doing before. Let's talk about where you're going. So where are you headed in this space? What are you manifesting, creating for yourself?
1: Yeah, well, isn't that the question of the day? (laughs) Um, No, it's been such an interesting week because I talked about the fact that um, I had a company and I was able to go full time into NFTs because after three plus years of bootstrapping my tech startup, kind of COVID hit and I just had to shut down shop and it was probably the shittiest decision I've ever had to make probably the hardest the hardest decision I've ever had to make um so it was really I don't know serendipitous I guess it just timing really worked out well and I had the ability because I wasn't working anywhere else I was doing a couple consulting contracts but nothing big but I had the ability to go in head first which I know is a privilege and and not everyone has that opportunity but because of that, I was able to be like, okay, I'll just, I'll sort of wing it, and I'll see where I belong. Um, And as you said, the label of, you know, quote, unquote, collector sort of fits me best here, versus anything else. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey, because now I came in in May, um, you come to the realization, I think the part that I'm not hearing too many people talk about is like, ultimately, if I'm a collector, I'm, and I really care about collecting art, which is another point. Um, the reality is that that doesn't art one one especially does not have great liquidity in the space, and so you want to be able to support the people that you want to support. but if you don't have any other sources of income, I've kind of found myself in this moment of like, well what do I do then? You know, I don't want to change my investment thesis because I do believe in all of these people. And yet there is no liquidity in terms of my collecting and and how do I continue to stay in the game? Um, And quite frankly, I I don't know the answer yet. I'm trying to sort of figure that out. In the meantime, I've just been trying to establish, I hate saying my own brand because I think it's douchey, but that's what it is at the end of the day. Um, It's just helping... To identify myself in the space as somebody who is passionate about diversity, equity, inclusion, who is passionate about supporting artists from all walks of life. And when I say diversity, I'm, I'm very clear to say, you know, I mean women, but I mean Black brown folks indigenous folks um lgbtqia as well as neurodiverse and folks folks with disabilities because i don't think we talked particularly about the last two enough um and there's just so many things like at the end of the day those folks are underrepresented and so i always like to include them in um in any conversations about them but Yeah, I'm just trying to develop a brand on I can add value in XYZ way and my XYZ way is a bit of community building and a bit of how do you support other artists um, and just trying to lend my perspective all the while a little bit shitting my pants to be like (laughs) I need to figure out a way to um, make this work for me financially as well. I have a wife. I have a daughter. um, And it's a privilege to have done what I've done already. And, and it's now up to me to figure out how do I make this financially viable, um, so that I can maintain my other responsibilities. Yeah. So there's no answer yeah. <laughs> quite frankly, but I'm just sort of moving a little bit blindly. Yeah. We're work, we're, we'll work it out. It'll be fine.
0: I appreciate you being real about it. You know, uh, you, you could blow smoke up my rear, my rear end, but you aren't. And I appreciate that about you. It's, um, it's good to hear you talking about the liquidity and that aspect, especially around one of ones. I think it's really easy for us all to be on the timeline and um, get sucked into and sorry, I might ruffle feathers with this, but I truly believe we're all going to make it. The version of what the making it is is going to be different for all of us but i'm very curious your um take on what's happening in the timeline and the up only conversations and at some point with up only with one of ones like there there may be a moment of wrestling i guess people call it bear you know and i i think there's a bear market of a a higher source right but then for each individual artist each individual project there's a, a bear moment right there's bull moments and bear moments anyway when you're talking about maintaining liquidity and um not knowing if that's going to not knowing how to necessarily proceed with that like do you have am i trying to get to you do you have steps that you're working on like do you know you have a bunch of levers that you're doing uh, across your collection or do you have like one thing that you just try at a time and if that doesn't work you move on to the other can you talk a little bit more about it Educate me, too.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I've just been really trying to learn. So I think I did what most people did when they got into the space, and I just, like, shot a lot of blanks and hoped for the best. Um, and like I said, I'm privileged to be able to do that. I'm privileged to have, in that moment, been in a financial position to make those moves, and I learned by doing. So I had the ability to do that. I'll also say, too, like, I also just did a fuck ton of giveaways. And as annoying as it may have been for all of my followers, and I'll I'll put the disclaimer on, this was also like four or five months ago, giveaways are a little bit different now. And I wouldn't say that they're all safe. But at the time... There was just a lot of giveaways and a lot of opportunities to get into projects to then be able to get into their discords to learn about the, the team and the values that they represented with very little financial risk um, to me and more, my portfolio. And so that was a tactic that I used early on. I don't think that it's necessarily all that viable anymore. I think there's like some opportunity there. Um, but given the way that things are going, there's just a lot of scams out there. And so I'm really careful to tell people that that felt a little bit like a different time. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I, when I look at my collection and I look at everything that I've been trying to accomplish, I've just essentially been doing learning. uh, I'm I'm an entrepreneur. So there's a formula. The Mm -hmm. formula is like, have an idea, build, create, um, actually release that idea or distribute or whatever way you want to look at it and then iterate. And so that's basically what I've been doing is like learning something, actually physically doing it, um, executing on that idea and then being really intentional about what is this trying to teach me? What are the lessons that I learned? Where did I screw up here? Um, and how could I do things differently? So to give you an example of that, the the one day i was like i'm just going to day trade today i'm going to see if i can actually do this day trading thing because my horizons haven't been all that short they've mm-hmm. been relatively long and i was like okay i'm going to look in the morning like i know a lot of folks do i'm going to see what's pumping i'm going to um get in and see what i can do with this and so i spent kind of this afternoon doing an experiment with what was it peaceful groupies um, which wasn't too bad but I bought in at on three of them and I was able to like flip three of them relatively quickly it was like 30 minutes or something ridiculous for a a 2x profit and then I got greedy and I was like cool I'm gonna get in and I'm gonna do something that's a little bit more on the rare side and then flip that um, to which immediately (laughs) when I did that when I purchased it the pump just stopped in its tracks and I wasn't able to sell it. I ended up, I didn't sell it for a loss, but I sold it like hours later. And I spent hours just being like stressed about this one move, Mm -hmm. um, forward to the next day. I actually like took a look at what are all the numbers associated. So what did I buy for? What did I sell for? What's the gas associated with it? What's the, the, money that I basically have to take off the profits to put aside for tax. And then how much time did I invest in that? And when I looked at it, it was like $300 profit probably for, I'd say an investment of like six hours of work to some people. That's great to me. Um, if I look at a consulting contract, I can, I can do better than that. And so I was like, I don't, I don't want to operate like this. And it was really stressful for me. I didn't think it was good for my mental health. Um, so yeah, I think just doing kind of exercises like that, I'm totally rambling. And I don't even really remember what the question <laughs> was. But...
0: <laughs> it was a rambly question, so no worries. No, I... <laughs> yeah, but
1: I think I've just been trying to be intentional about that. It was about liquidity and yeah. just been learning yeah. um, and asking questions. Like I've gone on certain shows in the morning that talk about alpha and, and talk very much. So in this way that of like the day trader collector way of looking at things Mm -hmm. and just say like, I don't really know what to do with my portfolio. (laughs) It's full of shit PFPs that aren't liquid whatsoever. Should I sell them for a loss and just like take whatever I can? And then it's full of beautiful, I'm emotionally attached to them, like your work, em, and I don't want to ever get rid of them, and I never bought them to sell them. And so I'll ask the questions and just see what people think, but I'm kind of just, I'm doing a little bit of the uh, building the plane while flying, as folks say, Yeah. to yeah. try to figure it all out.
0: I mean, that's fair. That was, I mean, for what it's worth great answer um i got a lot out of it i didn't even know really how to ask the question right so yeah day trading versus long holds i guess this is so out of my realm i think for a lot of people not just women you know like yeah everybody this is not something that most of us do on the daily we're not stock traders no right and um we've all been kind of dropped into this world where there's a whole language and then it's also got its own new language on top of it and meanwhile Trying to make art or mint art or buy art, and it's it's a hot mess. It feels like most of the time. So
1: yeah, and you know. I think your point about like the whole always up and everyone's gonna make it. I think it's really hard to say because I I think exactly what you were trying to say is like that's relative. Like what is making it? What is success? What my success is is entirely different to what somebody else's success is. So I do think that you can say we're in this space. We're early. Um, If we're all here, we're privileged to be here, should be grateful. And we will probably be at an advantage to other folks that are not in this space already. So if you look at that as a determinant of success, we can easily say that we're in a good position to be successful. What I'm cautious about doing is, and I try to do it with my own story is like, shit's not always rosy. Mm -hmm. And you know that from an artist perspective. I know that from a collector's perspective, like, shit is hard and because no there is no blueprint for any of this and for some people they really really respond to that some people don't yeah. um it's really difficult to maintain mental health and fucking like personal hygiene in <laughs> space sometimes <laughs> like my wife at 4 p.m for the last two days has been like can you fucking eat like please eat something get off your computer this is ridiculous And I don't think I'm alone in that. And I don't want to ignore that reality. I don't want to ignore the fact that I've had a really frightening week with the idea that like, I don't know where to go next and I don't necessarily have the financial freedom to keep putting money in. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the market is. And so like, let's not pretend like everything's rosy here either. Shit's scary. Um, And if we are reckless I don't think everyone will make it. And I do fear that folks coming into the space that have seen so many people be so successful, like if you've been in the space for a month, you have seen multiple individuals that you are directly connected with become millionaires. Mm-hmm. period. That is not easy to sit on the other end of a screen and see and not question your own measurements of success and what you're doing. And are you doing it right? And I wish I had been here earlier, like mental health wise, we're at a large risk of comparing ourselves to other people, which happens and and we all do it. So let's just acknowledge that. Um, but then also, just really be real about the fact that if we are not intentional, we are not setting ourselves up for success. And I, I will only speak for myself, but I can very easily go into a deep, dark place that will lead to me imploding before I'm successful. And so by virtue of that, I don't necessarily think that we're all going to make it. I think even if I failed, if I were to look back, it would be like me looking back at the failure of my company. Uh, People don't like to use the word failure. I do because in the world of technology and in the world of venture capital, I failed and I'm totally cool with that. There's a lot of lessons with that. So end of the day, could I say there's things to be learned if I had a nervous breakdown because I didn't take care of myself nor my mental health and had to dip out of this space? Could I find success in that? Yeah. But it's not exactly what we're all trying to go for.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, then the the persistence and that, um, you know, showing up every day is one thing, but doing it in a way that's healthy and something that you can sustain is the other the other side of that coin that probably doesn't get communicated about often enough. Um, how do you keep yourself, you know, grounded level flowing with it? You know, you're saying you're having a hard week. Um, you're saying your wife tells you to eat. How, how do you level set? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like I'm not, I'm not pretending, um, that I am doing anything I should be doing. I know exactly what to do. Like I, For those that don't know my backstory, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety when I was 12 years old. And I'm very fortunate because I was born and raised in Canada that I had access to psychiatric assistance from the time I was 12 and still have a psychiatrist till this day. Um, Later in life, got diagnosed with ADHD. But all that to say, I know exactly what to do. I have spent many years building and developing a toolbox to try to assist me when I need it with mental health. And whether that's from nutrition to working out to uh, speaking with my psychiatrist to mindfulness, cognitive behavioral therapy. I know exactly what I need to do, but I am not doing it. And that's just real. (laughs) And I'm, I'm struggling with it every day. And I'm struggling to really figure out what is my routine in this space? And how can I continue if I love this place so much, I know I need to be better. Um, but the realities of my mental health and, and ADHD in general is that my brain's going to kind of defer me in other directions to something that's a bit more palatable for it and brings it more joy. And so I'm working every day to try to figure that out, but I'm not at all successful um, and continuing to figure out a way to get there.
0: Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for being real in the all of that it's um you're not alone <laughs> and I think uh again won't speak for everybody here uh I do think that it resonates probably for more than just me though so thanks for thanks for sharing that aspect of it and you know keep keep showing up for yourself every day that's all we can do and that's for each all other we can do that's yeah. all
1: we can do and I, I do find that um I found probably the reason why this week was so difficult is because you, you're able to kind of take a moment to like the excitement at one point or another, I wouldn't say it wears off, but it becomes less, excitable. Um, and my energy level, you know, is no longer a 99. It's a, it's a 92. And so I think that's the point and the position that I got into at the beginning of this week, which has given me the opportunity to then reflect. Um, and in those moments of reflection, I'm able to say, okay, now, (laughs) now that you're down off your high, uh what can you actually do and and how can you accomplish it at the end of the day i know that if this is where i want to be i need to do better and so then it's up to me to try to figure that out um but doing exactly what i'm doing here and talking about it and being real about it is also part of that process too um i also always feel better when i believe that i'm contributing to something bigger than myself so all of this is a, a part of my healing and my own mental health and mental wellness
0: yeah yeah, and it's fun too, right? Like there's an aspect of it that is so enjoyable. Yeah, there's...
1: Not just an aspect. Yeah, <laughs> Like so many aspects that are so fucking fun. Yeah. And I think that like, I think that's why we're all here, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I have this talent that everyone, maybe I was socialized to believe that that was not something that I could do for a living. And here's this opportunity that shows me that, Maybe what I hoped for or maybe I didn't even it wasn't even conscious that I thought that was a possibility. Maybe that is possible. Um, And I get to do it like in a world of people that are just beautiful and open and um, there's douchebags, there's douchebags. Uh, uh, Disclaimer, there's a lot of people that are dicks here. But also, genuinely, when you find the right crew of people, it tends to be... um, that they're supportive. I think for the most part, people are good. And so I, that's, what's so fun about it. It's like, really? Like I could maybe do something for a living that I love and I could be accepted for wholly who I am and maybe have an opportunity at wealth generation and financial freedom that I never would have had in any point in time in my life. Like that's really fucking exciting. Yep.
0: Yeah, You articulate it so well. Um, Took the words Thank right out of so yeah. Thank you so practiced? much. I practiced I practiced You practiced? Oh, my <laughs> <Now> God. <I'm- laughs> okay. Well, the thing that I glossed over, and I want to make sure that we point out, you you also articulated extremely well the scope of diversity, right? This this uh, this podcast interview thing that I'm doing is focused intentionally in women and non-binary simply because, like, I want to do one thing. I want to do it well when it comes to this, right? But you're talking about um, neurodiversity, uh, disabled, like creators coming in. I can't even imagine the things that we identified early on. Like uh, how hard it is to climb into this space, if you know social media wasn't hard enough already. You come in and you're trying to get going, um, having anything working not against you, but just like limiting your cognitive ability to to do it at the same rate or speed as the person next to you has got to be so fucking frustrating. And I don't want to skip over that. And I want to make sure that we highlight that we have collectors out there who are paying attention to this. We have collectors who are making space for this. So if anybody listening falls into those groups and is disheartened or frustrated, you know, reach out, talk to myself. I'm sure Christina you would be open to hearing from people okay. in that space. So thank you for calling that out and for, bringing light to it because it's something that's near and dear to me as well. And uh, I fucking love you for it. So thanks for, for saying it.
1: No, for sure. And I think too, the nice part, like the way, I approach inclusion from like a holistic view just because there's a lot of intersectionalities with my own identity. But I also believe that I have a lot of privilege in this space because I am a white cis woman who was raised in Canada. And so at the end of the day, my postal code was not a determinant of whether or not I would be successful in any world, let alone this world. Um, But I think the, when we, I try to be really conscious of like, what's my unique value proposition in this world? Um, What's the unique thing that I can offer? And what I'm trying to do is like be intentionally acknowledging my own privilege and whatever that gives me as a result of my privilege Um, use that as a mechanism to bring through other people that may not have that privilege. And so my goal is like to be the connector among all of the micro communities that are going to be popping up and that I see popping up every single day. um, Among that variation of folks like diversity doesn't even do it justice because the list is so long. Even if you look at just like LGBTQIA, the amount of intersectional identities within that, um, It's crazy, right? But my hope and my goal is that if I can build connections and I can gain understanding about the experiences of other people in this space, then as micro communities develop, like ArtX, what is it? ArtXV is um, a group of folks that are coming in and they're looking to represent and assist folks that are neurodiverse. So, how can I create a connection with them? Um, both on the support side, but then also have an understanding of who the artists are so that when those two groups come on my radar, I can say, y'all need to speak with each other. Yeah. And that hopefully will spread, I guess, like the the roots that connects the entire diversity, quote unquote, community Um without having necessarily the life experience or the expertise in so many of these, these other realms and areas, at least I can point people to them.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. It's powerful stuff that you're doing just by showing up, you know, and um, taking care of yourself is the way that you're going to keep doing that. So keep it, keep it level, eat your food, take your okay. showers. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay I want to open it up to some Q&A. We are This has been such a great conversation. I could keep going, but I won't be so selfish. So we have a couple of speakers on the stage. We have Adam Tastic and is it Todd? Todd, Todd God, all right, welcome. Um, If anybody else wants to come ask a question, please request, I'll bring it up to the stage. Another kind reminder, this is being recorded so you're opting into me publishing your voice onto the internet, Um, but yeah, Adam, you were here first. Do you have a question for Christina? Hi, Sam.
3: Hey. Um, well, first, uh, I don't know if you were recording at the very beginning, uh, when it was like just the three of us and I was, uh, there, I want to apologize. I was in the room and I was about to talk and then my, my neighbor found me and started talking to me and I, I couldn't. So I was just ignoring you very, uh, rudely. <laughs> <laughs> you were fine. But, uh, cool. cool. Uh, this has been wonderful. I really, you know, uh initially i just came to support uh christina because she's supported me so much and she's so huge in the space um and it's uh it's always a pleasure listening to to her talk um so yeah uh i was thinking uh, about you know all the the things you said and it's you know it was really cool to also just like learn more about you um and your background um but uh so when you were talking about next steps and what happens when you know this you know, so, so on the artist side, right, I'm looking at this like, OK, I'm going to just keep making art and try to, you know, big, bigger and bigger projects and meet more people and take on, you know, interesting things and opportunities um, on the collector side. Like you said, you know, if things, uh, you know, you need liquidity or, you know, you're you know, not sure what the next steps are, um, because at some point, if you're not, you know, coming into this financially, you know, uh, independent and, and ready to go, it, it could burn you burn you out or burn you down um, have you considered, you know, because of your, um, background in, you know, dealing with mental health and also just, uh, sort of, you know, the community building that you're able to do and clearly capable of, um, something like, uh, like a DAO, uh, or, or something, you know, like a community led project that you, uh, organize, uh, you know, maybe in, in, in terms of like, uh, you know, things like that, that you're interested in, I don't know, just, just sort of like Spitballing here but you know just thinking about ways might be able to help you out
1: no thank you yeah I think um one problem I have is that I think that everything is a possibility and so I am definitely lack focus in terms of saying like I don't necessarily know where I want to put my feet down um and I get quite frankly, like timid about putting my feet down because I worry about, because I go all in on something. I worry about if I put my intention and my attention on like, for example, a project or working for a startup that's in this space right now, um, that's hiring. I just get worried about losing the ability to do what I have been doing. That said, it's not, it's not enough of an excuse. Um, So I've been exploring whether or not like so many of the projects that I support also do have community funds and trying to figure out a way to position the work that I'm doing as more of like a project. It's difficult. I don't want to go in and position like the work that I'm doing and then say, pay me. Um, Or at least I don't know how to do that without it feeling icky. And so that's something that I've been exploring. I've also been exploring about like, I was fortunate enough to get into cool cats and I have one of the cutest cool cats that ever was. And the other day I made, um, I made a Twitter handle for her and I got a URL for her. Um, her name is Darla. Her name was already Darla. Um, but I made it diversity Darla and I've explored the idea of like using her and her expression as like this ability to spread this message in a different way. Um, given that we own IP rights to the things that we have. So that's a complicated thing, most definitely, but it's something that I've been kind of working on in the background as just like a random fucking idea of like, hmm, maybe I turn her into a character and use her as a way to – um kind of from a very different perspective look at the world of diversity because I think there's also a lot of one-on-one education that this community could use like a lot of people are coming in and they just don't have the life experience so the ways that we talk in like a BIPOC room uh, with LGBTQ people and women is very different than the other rooms as most of us know and so there, there could be something there just for like general educational purposes about a lot of the things we talk about um, but yeah that's like that's how far my head is up my own ass of like you know taking the ip i've got from a pfp project and turning it into a character versus get a job with like island xyz that's a startup in the space so
3: (laughs) yeah yeah And, and a lot of that i mean i get that the idea of not wanting to be tied down because you want to do your own thing and then you know, I was, I was not even thinking about you working with, uh, an existing DAO, uh, so much as starting your own thing so that it is more like led by you, but then, you know, it sort of speaks to that idea of the cool cat, right? Um, just a quick side thought to that would be if you had, um, any interest in, you know, if you're building that cat out with those intentions, um, maybe using, uh, you know, uh, resources, like find, you know, some like-minded friends who are of, you know, a diverse background and having, you know, that be an account that's co-run by, you know, not just you, you know, so it's not just falling on you, but at the same time, it also welcomes, you know, diversity and it's not just, led you know, a white lady leading the charge. It could be this, you know, combination sort of, you know, this one face that, you know, becomes, you know, the the speaker of, you know, four four people. Um, in diverse backgrounds? Just a thought.
1: No, 100%. I think there's so many cool things that you could do with it, like even the background that Betty's bringing to Dead Fellas, and the fact that they were really intentional with their project about how um, just traits and how they set up the back end so that traits wouldn't be gendered. Um, I think there's so many cool things that you could do in that space where, yes, I'm able to lend my own personal experience as a member of the LGBT community a woman, a mom, mental health. Um, but I don't have the lived experience of a black woman in this space or an indigenous person. So how do you get those voices represented? Um, absolutely. I love it.
0: Amazing. See, Adam. Wow. Thank you for being here. That's why QA. and is so rad. And yeah, that's a, that a great question. Okay, Todd, welcome. Thank you for being here
4: yo yo what's up hello hello thanks for having me up on the stage to ask some questions and i mean okay low-key like backing up to the very very beginning first of all i like clicked onto this space and you guys were talking and then i realized you guys were talking about portland and i'm here in selwood right now and i'm like oh my god where are these people there's people like me here yeah. whenever i bring up nfts in real life people look at me like i'm absolutely crazy and then you guys keep talking the drink, the drink obsession, I'm right there with you. Lots what's of your, drinks give here. Me,
1: give me your list of your top three.
4: So coffee right off the bat of of course, every day, all day. I'm in that is mom it, rewarming it, crew. Uh,
1: what's in it? Is it a latte? Is it Americano? Is it flat white? What we got?
4: Black Americano, black like me, you know, black just straight fire. up <laughs> hot. Um, even hot on a hot day. And then I think a Negroni, if you're going out to the bar and it's nice, and they can do that. All like right. you, you don't want to order one of those at like Gills Pub, but like you know most places here can get it done. And then you can never go wrong with just some kombucha, and I mean like the kombucha from like Homegirl around the corner that's brewing it, and is like oh, oh that's fire, fire p- p- mango, yes, yes, that's the. We way don't I
1: have, have do. that in Toronto. I don't know brew <laughs> brewing kombucha. I'm telling you. <laughs>
4: Dude, Portland is one-of-a-kind, like, magical. I, when I moved, I told my mom, magical whiteness. <laughs> like, there's some dope shit that I never, ever heard of. And then when I got here, I was like, all right, I'm going to try this weird-ass concoction you got on your bookshelf.
1: The line, and... like, this is what white people do. Just yes. hit you
4: all over again, all the time. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> But I, I, that's actually what I thought about NFTs when I first heard about them. I was like, nah, some white people shit. Like, must must need liquidity to begin. Seems like gas fees. Seems like there's going to be some classist movement. And I, it kept me back from looking into it. You know, I, I'm a muralist. I'm a designer. I have some artwork all around the city here in Portland. And you know what? I also run a gallery that serves LGBTQ, BIPOC, and artists with disabilities. Here in the city. beautiful and so I was like thinking like NFTs that's not for us and then when I get into the space there's literally so many people purposefully making spaces for us by us and it's so encouraging exciting and then I see that the title of this room is the one of one and that's that's low-key the project I'm working on now is just putting out a new NFT every single day one of one And seeing what happens because i believe that like as artists to call yourself an artist all you need to do is make art every day like if you want to be a lawyer you practice law every day you want to be a doctor you do i don't know doctor shit every day so i'm like over here and i'm like okay to be an artist gotta be one every day and i hope my hope is that people jump onto the momentum and say like i wonder what's going to come out tomorrow but even if it never pops off my my ultimate goal is to try to figure out a way to funnel some of these dividends that people are making off these art projects back into like a real world space like the gallery that i run doesn't pay me anything it would be awesome to be able to say yeah like we're funded by nfts and the artists do art that you can buy in real life but you could also buy an nft and know that they'll get royalties for life and know that the gallery doesn't even need to take a cut of real art that exists in the real world because we have this whole back end of nft sales that more than pays the bills like that's my big goal but i'm not a developer i'm just like a little little guy artist so i'm always on the hunt for people that are more on the technical side of things trying to get shit popping so you know whatever project you end up doing and you move forward to please keep me in the loop i'm gonna follow you i reached out i dm'd you always have a soldier here for sure
1: i dig it no thank you so much so there's a there's a dude actually his name's rob what's his handle here sell art not drugs but he essentially is doing he's got an nft gallery in denver and is trying to do something really similar so i feel like you two could jam together for sure so definitely link him up i'll just if you dm me i'll send it to, i'll send it to you as well and then um art XV definitely link up with her. She's doing some cool stuff in the space as well for neurodiverse folks and folks with disabilities. Um, And she would be a great resource for you too. But um, I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much. And yeah, anytime you want to jam, you just hit me up. I try to be as active as I possibly can on DMS. I'm sure that's, you know, they say do non scalable things um, in the interim until you can scale. So I'm trying my best to keep up with everyone, but I I really want to try to support. So if there's a way that I can or if I can't help and I know somebody that can, I'll do uh, I'll make some introductions, do whatever I can.
4: Appreciate it. It's really nice to meet you and take good care. I'm sure we'll be rubbing elbows in this space for For some time to come. Yeah, for sure.
0: So this is beautiful. Todd, thank you so much. It's so great to meet you, too. Uh, I see that I got a, I have a message waiting from you as well. So yeah, we're in Portland. I'm up in Woodlawn, northeast. So opposite end oh, of the city. No. But
4: yeah, oh. it's so good to meet you. So Yo, we need to do like a Portland meetup of creators and try to make it feature women and trans people and just people like us. Like, you know, that would be dope to see.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I, I look forward to talking to you more. So thanks. Thank you so awesome. much.
4: One thing I'll say, too,
0: as I
1: as I just look at your PFP here, Todd, like when you came into the space, your immediate reaction was like, shoot, that's not for me. And I think what is beautiful about the work that you're doing. And I I said this to somebody, a a dude named Casey that came into the GM show earlier this morning. It's like he's working on getting more black folk and, and underrepresented folks into the development game. You said, right. Like, I don't I don't necessarily know the technical side. And so. I think the beauty of what you're trying to do is that the hope is over time, you will make it known that anyone who steps into this space is going to see you see the work that you're doing, and they won't have to have the same feeling that you felt, right? The goal is that, like, yes, there are a lot of people in this space that were successful early that happened to be white cis men. Um, but that doesn't have to be the reality. And as we talk about all these different intersectional identities, like that has scale and that has breadth and depth that it's it simply at one point in time, there will be a shift. And I think everything that you're doing is setting up. The people that look up to you and respond to you when they step into the space and they see your PFP and they see what you're trying to do, they will immediately feel like they don't belong or they do belong and they won't have the same experience that you had. So kudos to you. Keep grinding. Keep doing what you're doing. We see you.
4: Yo, I feel that 100%. My goal is like all the people of color, all the queer people, all the women use our actual images as our pfp cuz that's going to be like the most popular shit is like oh you actually have skin in the game like <laughs>
1: I was talking to somebody about this Y'all know Mech Because Mech's working on uh, MacGyver Mech's working on a PFP project That is uh, specifically Her likeness and I was talking to her the other day Of like you know I've got my world Of woman here and this is the Halloween One normally i got it like all black and white But like I She I fuck with her like those Glasses and the hair and the lipstick Like I love her but that is not me And recently I've just been Very aware of like I need to show people me, but I also dig the PFP game. So where's the homie out there that can like do me world, a woman style. So it's like, for sure, for real me, uh, I'm just going to put that out there. Just put breadcrumbs for the animators in the world. Maybe I'll hit yam up, see what she can do. But yeah, I totally feel you. And I've been really, really like delving deep into that the last couple of days. Cause I think it's super important that, people see us as us when they come in to know that they can be them.
0: 100%. Yeah, it's so huge. Todd, I keep muting you. Apologies because we got some feedback on my end, but I don't want to cut you off if you had something else to to say there.
4: No, no, let's say I I 100% agree. And ah, it just gives me so much like hope, optimism. I wake up every day, I go and I do my day job, which is just art. And then I'm like, yes, there's going to be some kind of future, like, I'm not just sending all of this work into the void to, like, never be seen or never make a difference. Like, I feel like the metaverse gives us an opportunity to just have that longevity that we've all been looking for in our career. So, mad excited, appreciate it. I'm going to hop off stage and make room for other people, but it's really great. Thank you both.
0: Thank you, Todd. Thanks so much for being here. Again, so great to meet you. We have two other speakers on stage. Christina, I want to time check, though. Are you okay to take two more? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Okay, perfect. So Toyo, it looks like you were up next. Did you have a question for Christina? Uh,
5: not necessarily. So this is the first space that I'm seeing that doesn't have too many people and is led by one woman and a non-binary person. Um, I just wanted to say that I think it like when I first saw the space, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so shy. I don't know what to say. And then I read Christina's bio and I was like, oh my god, wait, what? A mental health advocate in Toronto, Canada? That's queer like me. And I was just so excited. And I just wanted to say hi. And um, I love what you guys have going on here. It's it's just so amazing. Like this is I've been able to really connect with all of you. And I'm also um in tech, I'm a computer science student, so that was like really pretty cool just hearing that. Um, and yeah, that's all I had to say. And also, also. When you said Tim Hortons, I was like, oh, no, because Starbucks is my go-to. Like, there's pumpkin spice latte. There's iced
1: coffee. It's like, uh-huh. why Tim Hortons? Just- no. <laughs> Listen, Toya. What I said was Canada is known for Tim Hortons. If you've ever had that coffee, it's shit. And I try to take my fancy-ass Americanos and make it more shit. Then Tim Horton <laughs> by microwaving it multiple times a day. <laughs> so, yes, I got you. Um, are you in Toronto? Yes, I am. That's great. Stop. Stop. Where I'm. Stop. Whereabouts? Area-wise, don't be too specific.
5: Uh, North York. Uh, okay, got you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm down, like, Liberty-wise, so West End. But... Um, Love that. And I'm going to be starting a list soon about all my Toronto homies, but also Canadian homies, because I think there's got to be a meetup in our near future. But I'm so glad also that you, um, you had the courage to come up here. I'm really, really glad and feel fortunate that we were able to create a space that let you feel safe enough to come up here um, and speak because I know I still get nervous when I do these things all the time. Like there's just something about it, but we were talking about it in a room this morning. It's like, do it through the fear. You know, if you feel compelled to say something, if you feel compelled to get up here and hopefully the, the folks surrounding you give you an opportunity to feel safe. Um, it's totally normal and completely. What's the word I'm looking for. It's almost expected. Like it's scary. And it took some bravery for you to come up here. And I'm just really glad that you did. And I'm glad we create a space
0: for that.
5: Yes, yeah, thank you so much. I'm just going to hop down so other people can speak.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm super um, best compliment, like best compliment to have somebody coming up and feeling that the space was uh, acceptable or open available to them there you go available so thank you so much and I am definitely one of those people I get nervous as fuck before all of these my partner you know I just I drink two two cups coffee and she looked at me she's like are you you're crazy you're vibrating
1: and you (laughs) think that's the way to deal with the nerves is
0: like just Just pound my normal two cups of coffee and then go sit in front of a microphone and act like it's gonna be okay yeah
1: you know it's fine it always is gonna be okay
0: yeah Toyo thank you so much um Really nice to meet you and I'm glad you and Christina connected. That's that's beautiful. Um we have Eth Maven also. You have something to ask Hi. or share?
2: I just wanted to say I I do want to introduce myself and first say I showed up late to the party and caught on like this space is amazing. Um I love that we're celebrating diversity and um you know, it's about women and and you know all different types of people. Um, I feel like it's really important. Um, so I resonated with a lot of what people were saying um, about getting people into the space early on. Uh, I used to run social media for a very large tech brand, and um, I have a lot of deep marketing experience. I worked in tech. Um, I I worked as a global head of social media for YouTube, and this was like eight years ago. And it was really challenging because I ran my first LGBTQIA campaign, and it was... It was like the first in tech and it was for YouTube and they have a crazy audience and it was crushing um, to see the response in the comments, all the hate. And um, I have a whole case study on it. And um, coincidentally, after that, I had a, a really bad accident and had a brain injury and spent like five years in bed in a wheelchair. Um, like my mental faculties were all messed up. I, they weren't taking my case seriously as a woman. And, um, I had this whole nother level of empathy for people who are neurodiverse or have, um, mental health or brain injury. You know, it's kind of that area is, um, you know, very interconnected in terms of experience, and um, I just wanted to say that I think it's super important. I am I'm healed now. I can walk. I relearned to walk again, and I jumped into NFTs and started to just like love it. And the big, the first thing I said was, um, I, I'm a huge I'm huge on research and data, but I also do art. Um, I, I, that's how I healed from my brain injury, um, and, um, while I was getting treatment. And so when I looked at the data, only 15% of women make up, uh, of crypto users. And if, if that's the statistic for women based on running global social media communities of like hundreds of millions of followers, it's a huge issue when we're talking about diversity and inclusion and um you see youtube now like trying to make up for it right and shutting off comments on their promo and we need to bring these groups into the space make them feel comfortable early and so i feel like it's so essential to do this um just based on what i've seen i have so much empathy if you need anything, I'm willing to support you guys. And also, I'm looking for talent. Um, and I, I, I'm I, more looking for hunger, you know, and wanting to learn marketing. I know you guys probably want to do your own projects. Um, but I have opportunities for RevShare. Um, and I want diverse hires. And uh, I want to really foster inclusion and have a flat organization where we are peers. So um, if you're interested in any of that, or you have a friend who's struggling, you know, um, have them reach out to me because I need a scale team quick. And we're going to do a lot of content, um, a lot of NFT stuff. So I just want to say thank you. And I hope you do more of this. And yeah thanks for listening Heath
1: may even just coming up here as a living breathing miracle
0: <laughs> we just talked about that so true oh my god that was
1: that's amazing Oof. um wow like wow when you were talking about being at youtube and the experiences that you face just even trying to run a campaign and I mean, no two experiences are the same, but I previously worked in a large corporate office and tried to do something similar um first in like a company uh and largest relative I know, but in pro sports like I was in a company of seven hundred people and I was the only. LGBTQ person. Obviously, I was not the only LGBTQ person, but that's the kind of environment and culture that was there, that I was the only single employee that was actually out. Um, And then from there, all the fun things that come along with that, right? Like the tokenization, the othering, the here, do all of these additional things on top of your crazy job, just because you're the one that has the lived experience, like the exact opposite of what we should be doing. Um, So that part of your story just really hits me. Um, I ended up like getting permission eventually to run what we now see as relatively common in sport, like an LGBTQ like pride night. But at the time it had never really existed. And so they they gave me like no actual in arena signage, no external promotion, but like you can align with this community and bring them in courtside um to like <laughs> attend pre practice essentially is like what I got. But I know what it's like to work in a corporation where
2: I feel like they did the same thing at YouTube. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like if they would have done it about if they would have done it the right way and treated it they did the same thing to Raymond Braun he um was an intern at the time who had just been brought on and was super passionate and um they're just like yeah you know run with your little passion project you know and uh (laughs) like and and then they were just like they came to me and if we really did it right, it would have been treated as a full-fledged marketing initiative, right? Where we study YouTube and how many users and how they feel about um, the comments or how, you know, all all this discovery would have happened before we even put up some creative on a social media site with millions of followers, right? Totally.
1: No, and, and it's unfortunately something that so many people can relate to whether that's like the post George Floyd world of all of a sudden now we're seeing diversity hires everywhere um, to like the feeling that for so many years, so many folks have been tokenized and othered in their own work environments. And then something that basically makes it a house on fire problem for that corporation at that time, knowing all of us have been living in that house on fire for so long, um, whether you're LGBTQ or black, brown folks, like, it's incredibly frustrating. So I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that, again, not comparing situations, because no two situations are the same, but I can understand the frustration that comes along with that. Like, I literally was told that diversity and inclusion was not a business priority and (laughs) basically stopped pitching, uh, the work that I was pitching. So the frustration is real. It's very, um, it's hard. It's really hard, but I'm glad that you seem to be in a better place for that. And then dear God, you're a walking, breathing miracle (laughs) with everything that you've been through physically. Um, I think that I don't know if you've been in touch with um, Roller, but her tag is uh, rolling with the homies. Rolling with the homies. Oh, I love that. So if you're not connected with um, her yet, she does a lot of work. And has a lot of experience um, just in head injury in general. And that's not to say, you know, two people that have experienced head injury (laughs) want to be connected. But she is just a beautiful human being that really cares about also ensuring that that message is included for folks with neurodiversity, folks with head injury, um, that they're included in this conversation about diversity and inclusion. So if you DM me and remind me, I'll, uh, I'll link you up with her as well. That but thank would be you for awesome. up and sharing your story, I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening. It's so Grace, great to meet you, Eve Maven. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I have a, a past history in the emergency services, and your story just cut me to the bone there. So um, I'm so glad you're okay. And yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing with us. That's, uh, that's beautiful. Oh my goodness. I am so filled up. Like this Q and a session, like the whole thing has just been amazing. So Christina, your, your energy, Oh man, just vibes so much goodness coming out of you and all the people who have joined and I'm, I'm blown away. Like I should not be surprised. Of course you would bring this to the table, but thank you. Thank you so much. It's been really, really yeah. wonderful.
1: It was fun. It was really fun. And if I, um, The one thing I'd like to say to folks in the room, and I think Toyo came up and and spoke about it a little bit, but if you see me, I know it's really difficult to um, request to come up on these stages to potentially even think about speaking. And the one thing that I'm kind of paying forward because it was uh, a courtesy that was extended to me by... Brianna, um, who's a beautiful person in the space too. If you see me on stage and that's a step that you want to work towards, not everyone does, but if you aspire to be sort of a speaker on a stage such as this, but you want to take your baby steps, I always tell people like hit me up in the DMS. um, And if I see it, I'm, if I'm co-hosting or hosting, I'm happy to even just bring you up without any expectations that you speak. I think sometimes we even just need to just have speaker under our names um, to slowly gain the comfort that we need in order to be able to then speak. Like it's okay to walk before running. Um, So that's just a courtesy I like to extend to everyone and know that if I'm in a room, I can never guarantee anything, but hopefully if I have anything to do with it, I'll do what I can to create safe spaces. Um, And then I just hope that all of you in this room do the same thing. Like it's, it's hard to do, um, it's not easy, but at the same time, it's really not that fucking hard to make people feel seen and feel like they belong in this space. So that's it.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you. I have one last question for you. No, I'm done. <laughs> it's the most important question of the hour point five. Are you ready? Yeah. A drum roll, but that's annoying. It's a rapid fire
1: oh shit okay let's go
0: i'm gonna do a couple of them i have a couple so i'm gonna warm you up and
1: to just, get all right just so
0: favorite favorite color purple summer or winter
1: oh summer all day all day winter i go underneath the sheets and i don't come back up until april
0: so then what do you do spring or fall spring or fall i kind of it depends
1: it's just like I'm kind of one of those people I hate being cold it makes me angry like really really angry when I'm cold and I'm always cold and so like spring and fall I'm I'm a little less happy but I'm just resentful the fact that I live in a place while beautiful I love Toronto that I am less happy like half of the year it seems
0: illogical to me but this isn't Rapid fire. Yeah, was like, this is rapid fire. Like, should I right. interrupt you? Like, what's going on? No. <laughs> love it. Okay. so But what was the answer? Neither what? spring or nope. fall? Summer. Summer. Okay. Oh, spring, fall, oh,
1: spring, fall. I gotta go you spring got to go spring. Summer.
0: Okay. Spring. So you're spring, summer. Got it. Discord or Twitter? Ah, uh, Twitter. Open sea or super rare.
1: I would love to say open sea. So I. I use OpenSea predominantly, but I love the UI UX of super rare. And I also love the talent that being said, the accessibility is questionable in terms of their application process and what it looks like for, especially underrepresented artists to get up in there. But I love like the beauty that is on there. And I want to see more beauty from a larger representative community on there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. That's good. We're we have two left. Alright. Pineapple, does it belong on pizza? 100%. percent fucking Canadian. Alright. And the last one. You can only choose one. V, Friends, or World of Women? I don't even know what to say. You've rendered me speechless. <laughs> yes.
1: I can only choose one? Yeah. I refuse to answer that question.
0: Oh, so, man.
1: I know. Because... I have mad love for V friends because they are what brought me into the space. And they are my first investment ever as an individual. And as a woman that doesn't have experience, like with finances, it was like a big moment for me to be like, whoa, I'm going to make an investment and I'm going to take a risk and hopefully it will result in some sort of financial freedom. So I fuck with v friends because of that, because there's a lot of emotion and I'm grateful for what I have with that community as well. That community also brought me beautiful people, but like world of woman from day one, it just felt different. And I was really lucky. Like I, I found them and I got in the discord and I was like, I believe what you're saying when you say you care about diversity. Um, no project is perfect. And I think there's always things that can be done, but really I think family ladies was the first all woman PFP yep. and then not by a woman team, obviously, but they were the first like all women represented as the PFP. And then world of woman was the first one that actually showed the like real world, real skin tones, real diversity in those folks. And then the team themselves have actually gone above and beyond to make sure that everything they've said and everything they promoted about what they care about with diversity is actually happening. So they're like really living and breathing what they said they were going to do, which I just love. So I didn't answer your question. And I would answer it.
0: Okay. So today though, tomorrow you could choose the other one, but today you have to go all in.
1: I only have one child so far, but if I ever have another child, no mom in their right mind is ever going to tell you they have one but no mom in their right mind is ever going to tell you which of their children they love best and so i'm going to take that i love it you can it. you got it you got it you can't make me
0: all right i put your feet to the fire and you withstood the flame Wrong.
1: you are not going to make me do something about it <laughs> you're
0: stubborn as fuck i love it <laughs> Oh my goodness. This has been so fun. I'm going to start some tunes up here and say thank you for joining.
1: Yeah, appreciate you for having me.
0: This has been a really, really fun session for me and I've learned a ton. And I want to, again, say shout out to um, all of our guests who ask questions. Adam, you've been here the whole time. Thank you. Ethan then. We had Toyo. Oh gosh, what was, what's your name? You're totally gone from me. What? The last, our last speaker, the one that's in Portland. He's, he's, oh, no, uh, his name's Todd. Todd. I wanted to say Bob, and I'm like, his name is not Bob. Todd, Todd, Good. thank you for being here. Everybody.
1: Oh, yeah. So many familiar faces. In so many. The- so, Alex. Uh, and mingo and hello breasties project they're really dope and they're just coming up in the space and they're trying to do really cool things and rodrigo um all people that i've seen before Netra and calico like thank you all Omer, um, you've been here since like minute one so thank <laughs> you for being with us but no we see you all maxwell and Hart. i'm just gonna call you heart because that's what you got but i see you all and i appreciate you all um and thank you
0: Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your Friday and happy weekend. We'll talk soon.